All right, guys. Good morning. Good evening. Good afternoon. Welcome to another episode of At the Table by Urban Forex. Uh, with me here today, I have on the panel uh, Ian tuning in from Australia. Hey, everybody. Hey, we got uh, Lucas tuning in from Malaysia. Hey, guys. How's it going? And we have Armo tuning in from Thailand. Hello, everyone. What's up? All right. All right. So uh, we have a topic here today where we're going to be talking about support and resistance. Now, support and resistance is truly, truly fascinating because all the indicators that have been talked about, moving averages, supply and demand, uh, all kinds of indicators that you use, whether it be um, uh, Fibonacci or a fan or anything like that, as you get deeper and deeper into your trading, would you guys not agree that uh, it comes down to how good is your support and resistance? So sort of, I guess. Yeah. So, so we'll, that's what we want to talk about today is, is support and resistance really that important? And if so, how is it important? Where can it be useful to a trader's career, to any trader's career? So let's, let's take it with you, Lucas. Let's start with you. What would you say on support and resistance? What is your take on it? What have you learned from it? Do you still use it? One mm. question. <laughs> I guess I guess it's a very important too, but it's also very important to know how or where where is the right place to draw your support and resistance because anyone can draw a line on a chart, right? Right. Anyone right. can connect two dots and it's gonna be support resistance. So I guess it's how how you identify strong support resistance that really matters and um I usually think of um, support resistance as a magnet. So they tend to attract price, but okay. if it's a good you know, support resistance as well, they tend to repel, repel the price as well as, you know, price gets towards those kind of area. So yeah, in, in my trading support resistance uh, plays, plays an important role. Okay. Okay. Very nicely said. Very nicely said. When you say magnet, I, th I think I find that fascinating that it does pull up towards it pulls price towards it and then when it gets there it pushes it away it's like a slingshot yeah. isn't it like pulls it back to it and it lets go it's like flies away from it okay yeah. okay uh ian what's your take on it yeah i think kind of going off of what lucas said it um uh i think it does play a big part in trading um but it's it's not the the only aspect to trading i think too many people sometimes myself included when i first started you know We'll just look at that's you know that's the only thing to use but it has to be used in context with with each setup and each chart respectively not necessarily every support and resistance will work um so it's about learning all the other tools that go along with it and then adding support and resistance you know as part of the whole setup you know from my experience you know right on the tracks okay okay fair enough fair enough uh armo any any uh points you want to add to that yeah, I, I really like support and resistance because when, when you look at the chart at first glance, they immediately pop out at you and, uh, you know, ah, these are areas of interest. You see them immediately. And then when, as Ian said, you do the rest of the, of the research, you read the story of the chart and you can figure out, okay, which ones are actually important, which ones actually have a higher probability of, of working out and do that slingshot effect that, that Lucas uh, described. So, yeah, I, I think they're, they're 
really interesting and as i said it's one of the first things that that pops out when you when you start looking at it any new chart okay okay yeah so all of you guys tuning in and those of you guys who are here live as well i think uh, there's like uh, 200 plus people in here live tuning in and uh, and counting um one of the things that i uh, wanted to bring your attention to is notice how when we ask many of the you know senior traders as as they're here in the panel their their whole approach is we like support resistance however there's more layers to it but what if you are starting off in trading and you're just getting getting started should you actually learn support and resistance and the answer to that is yes it's very very important but to do all the things that uh, ian lucas and armos talked about where all the other added layered pieces that comes with time but support resistance on its own it's extremely 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 powerful it's tested you know it, it's withstood time you know as you guys already know indicators will fade away um you know uh mentors fade away signal services fade away automated robots fade away support and resistance is one thing that has been around from market to market industry to industry it's always been around it is like a stepping stone of trading you have to have to learn this and doing it right is also a very very important key piece so Today, what we're going to be doing is uh, outside of this podcast, as soon as this podcast ends, what I'll do as I normally do is I'll turn it into a live webinar where I'll be going over how do you actually draw support and resistance? How do you make use of the information from it? So those of you guys who are tuning in from Spotify, uh, Google Play or anything like that, um, you know, you'll find the link below the below this podcast. And those of you guys who are here live, you know, stay stay tuned. We'll go directly into the webinar. So. Um, going deeper into this, Lucas, if I was to rewind your life a little bit and take you back and, you know, before you became a trader and you were just as a developing trader where you were just finding your way through, if support and resistance was only there and not much other information, what kind of information would you pull off of it that would get you interested in? Hey, this might be a trade. What what would you be looking at at support and resistance as? Like, how would you use it? If I'm just starting out, I'll, I'll see a certain well, certain area where there's a lot of price action coming in and out of. Okay. I guess um, as a beginner, I would then try and anticipate price to come towards those kind of zone and get a buy done if it's a support. Okay. Or, you know, if it's pull if it's pulling back to that kind of resistance area get a sell done around those kind of area okay would you agree with that uh armo is that how you would uh, also look at it uh, in terms of when it comes to trading around support resistance yeah i mean it's what support and resistance is it's it's areas of interest areas where price plays a role uh there there's also the human psychology aspect to it you know people remember that price and uh, because everyone can see it on the chart as well so um yeah it's it's something that that you initially think like oh yeah i need to trade here or i right. need to wait for price to come here and then i trade right right okay in uh, how about this so how how were you drawing support and resistance in the past like what what <laughs> where would you <laughs> have feel where where did you feel that this is how i'm supposed to draw it like what what made you well, 
I think I honestly, I think when I first started, I had more horizontal lines on my chart than vertical lines. If you're looking at the candles, because it's like, I mean, I think we've all like just looked at a chart and I mean, they're everywhere, right? Like uh, right. there's little walls here, little walls there. And you're like, well, I better draw a line there, there, there. That They must all be important, right? And then before you know it, you're like, which one is more important? Then you're confused. And then you're, you're taking trades off every one. And then it's like, it can be real mess, especially when you're, you're first started for sure. So that, that was my experience anyway. Yeah. Well, you, so. you just have to color code it, man. <laughs> oh, okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I had the red ones. The red ones were the important and then the yellow ones, not so important. So. Yeah. <laughs> and then you include different time frames as well for, for so different color codes or different time frames. Yeah. 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 It can get messy. It can get messy. Okay, let, let's put it this way. So for, for all of you guys here on the panel and all of you guys who are here live, I want you guys to answer this question. How many times have you drawn support and resistance? You've taken your time drawing it and you're like, this looks pretty accurate. Prices shoot away as they pull back into that support that you had drawn. They get to that level, they respond, and they launch. And you're like, my goodness. This is perfect. I should be trading support and resistance. Yeah. And then another time comes around, you draw it as perfectly as can be. Prices come back to that support. You buy it and it's not launching. It's not launching. It's not launching. It's not launching. And then it launches and you're like, oh, beautiful trade, beautiful trade. I'm only going to trade support and resistance. And then there's yeah. times where you draw the line, prices come back to that support. It holds, 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 and then it crashes right through. And you're like, well, that was a stop out. I don't get it. What happened this time? How many guys had experienced that when it comes to support and resistance? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think knowing how to draw them is really important because I think 50% of the time, if you just close your eyes and put a line on the chart, it's going to connect somehow, some way, if you scroll towards mm -hmm. the left. Yes. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it will. It will. And, and that is a known fact in the industry um, among the professionals. If you draw any horizontal line on your chart at any price point, it is a support and resistance. It is one. Whether it's a good one or not, that becomes something that uh, we can discuss. So in your eyes, uh, let's say, Ian, now that you're a little bit more experienced, what would you say is a good support and resistance? A good one to me now. A good support resistance is is one that that fits with the rest of my analysis. So it's like if I do the rest of my analysis, like my fundamentals, uh, everything that's taught in obviously all our courses, um, and it all lines up with those support resistance. Those will be the ones that I'll, I'll I'll focus on more so than just any random one that's out there so it, it, it's like yeah, and it's more of a comfort not a confirmation it's just part of the tools that i use okay. uh, in an overall story so. okay okay what about you lucas well i can't really answer that without giving out what you know the course is supposed to teach us right <laughs> it's like well <laughs> let, let, let's say i open those doors and i'm like okay talk speak freely if you if you may because people are, are tuning in and they're, they're curious of well how do you do support resistance different now? What makes you attracted to a certain level per se? I think volume. Volume okay. is one of the main, you know, in, indicator of um, a good support resistance. Right. 
our price moves away from the support or resistance uh, initially. Okay. Okay. So the strength of the area. Okay. Yeah. So these are all fascinating things that you guys are talking about is, you know, um, whether it's Ian saying it's, it revolves around his analysis or Armo saying how it responds from a certain level, how price, price has previously responded from that certain level, or how Lucas is saying based on the volume around that level. Notice how not one of them says, I don't use support resistance anymore. It is that critical. It will stay with you forever and ever and ever. That's how important support and resistance is. And this is the whole point of this podcast is to bring attention and the focal point in. Let's make sure you're doing it right. If you're new, then let's make sure you learn how to do this once and for all. If you're a veteran, let's clean it up a little bit in case you've been around in the industry for so long, but haven't gotten your support resistance cleaned up a bit. And then we'll go deeper and deeper into it of how can you actually use this in your favor? So let me spin the question around in a different way now for all of you guys. Okay, Armo, let's let's start with you on this one. So what happens, how many times have you noticed a trade not work and there is not a level there? Like you're trying to do a buy, but there is no support and resistance there and the buy actually fails. How often does that happen? Well, that happens as well. Like the, you can have failed trades when there is a level. You can have failed trades when there's no level. What are, what are the what are the probabilities? What about for the rest of you guys? What are the probabilities of mm -hmm. if there is no level and you're attempting a trade? What is the success rate? Would you say for those trades? It's pretty low. Like uh, it's pretty low in my like. One, right, even though I said it's a tool, even though it's a tool, actually the levels are probably one of the main things that we focus on with our trading to make sure we're trading off of a good level to give us something to work off of. So when they're just out in the open, you don't know, you know, 100% for sure. Yeah. So why do we need these levels? Why are these levels so important? What, what makes us say if the prices come back down to it? I should do my buys based on whatever purpose, whether it's my moving averages or stochastics or MACD or whatever gets me in. But if I'm around a support and resistance area, there's that certain level of confidence that kicks in. But what is it about the support and resistance that makes a person feel comfortable? It's a memory of price. Like people remember that price from the last time price was there because clearly something happened there or from there. Uh, right. Clearly, some big boy was loading off or loading on, and uh, what we try to do as like smaller boys is is to you know sail with that or surf on that. Right, absolutely, absolutely, and and that's where that's where the things become really really fascinating. Using that support and resistance, we're able to launch off a certain area. That yeah. increases the probability of your trade, you know, going up like ten x versus just randomly trading in mid sky and thinking a buy should work from here. Okay, it becomes very, very hard to do that. All right, so let me, let's twist it around a little bit. Support and resistance that has a range on or around it, is that more powerful than without it? We're all, we're all nodding. Yeah. I know those people who are tuning in, they cannot be shaking your heads. <laughs> yeah. It's like, is that a yes? Yeah. They can't hear my nodding? 
<laughs> <laughs> Only if you break your neck. <laughs> oh, okay. I'll nod really hard next time. So, so yeah, uh, so that that, that the, those <laughs> that's three nods, all, all from from all of the guys. That's three nods. So yeah, yeah. So it it really emphasizes of how how strong a level can become from a buildup of candles around a level and then a release from the area. Okay, yeah. that really makes the support and resistance really really powerful. At least from the years and years I've been doing this. If if you put my if you put me in a position saying Naveen, gun to your head, I want you to trade without this level, but use everything in your power that you can. I'm telling you right now, I will be half as efficient as I would be if I had the level. That's how how important this is. That's how important yeah. this is. That's why I wanted to make a whole webinar or a podcast around this topic of can we bring the focus back to this basic item of support resistance. Or is people just going to ignore it thinking, oh, this is simple, basic stuff. You know, I learned this in day one of what is Forex or what is stocks or what is futures. Yeah. You know, I, th I think it's very important to iron out these basic uh, necessities. So, Lucas, let's do it again. If you were to teach your younger self, not, not that you're old now, but if you were to teach your... <laughs> even younger self uh, in the past about support and resistance, what key pieces of information would you tell him? Mm, one, well, I'll tell him to look at how price are reacting from support resistance, how traders are taking, taking actions around those levels. Okay. And see, and see when does those trader who took action at those support resistance actually get, you know, so-called trap in a way, those kind of level becomes much stronger. If I tell okay. myself, if I tell my younger self about that, I'm, I'm just hoping that he understood what I just said. <laughs> all right. All right. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> Ian, without being influenced by Lucas's younger self, <laughs> what would you tell your younger self? Well, again, not to go over the same thing, but, um, uh, you know, I have to get the proper education to know what is the proper support and resistance to use. Um, another key thing that I don't think we brought up yet either is too many people spend time like, you know, drawing their line exactly perfect on, on their support or their resistance when I've kind of found over time, it's, it's, it's not really an exact price per se, it's more of kind of an area. So it's kind of like, you know, don't get too hung up on an exact price, just kind of like find that good support, that good resistance. And in that area, then yeah. you have to read the price action in that area um, to know uh, when it's ready or not ready, so. Okay, okay. Armel, would you agree with that? Would you teach yeah. yourself the same thing? Uh, well, to add what Ian said, uh, particularly in Forex, because it's not a centralized market, the pinpoint price doesn't really matter because each broker has more or less its own pricing. Right. Uh, so what's a pinpoint price for, you know, one broker's chart is means nothing for another one, or it's like a few pips off or half a pip off or something. Uh, but what I would teach uh, my younger self um, is to not underestimate 
to something like support and resistance because it, it is what enables us to read the story of the market because the, if the market was just all smooth moves and you know no ranges or, or any hesitations or, or uh, price buildups anywhere we wouldn't have any story to read and no puzzle to figure out right. and, and support and resistance enables us to actually figure it out and and take action with that right right I think I think if if I was to doing the same thing, I would piggyback on that a little bit. And I would actually say one thing to myself, sort of to, to remind myself, if prices are going up and they pull back to support and you buy and prices go up, they pull back to support and you buy. Just remember that rhythm can only last so long because the markets cannot just keep buying forever. Yeah, especially That's something. In- that took me ages to understand. I'm like, but I did all the work, but the market's like, screw your work. Your work doesn't matter. <laughs> I can't keep going uptrend my whole life. You know, I have to change and flow and do different things. You know, it can't just keep going that same design over and over and over and over again. And that sort of, you know, took me a long time of, but I learned this, therefore it must, but I learned this, therefore it must. And that sort of mentality never worked. It yeah. never worked. And even, even if you do understand it, that the markets can not go up forever, it, it's still, at least for me, I don't know about you guys, but at least for me, it took some time to really let go of that hope of, yeah, oh, this time yeah, I can still get away with it. Or this time I can still get away with it. It can yeah. still go higher. Um, I'll be lucky. You know, using that hope, yeah. it doesn't work. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Hope is a dangerous word in trading, actually. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'll tell you one, one, one thing that was uh, very common uh, in my early days. In fact, I, I say it's very common in a lot of the students that come into Urban Forex in the initial um, early stages. How many candles back must I look at to draw my support yeah. and resistance? <laughs> Classic. Yeah, because I, for, for some reason, it's, I wanted that definitive answer. And if, if a, a future Naveen would be like, you wanna look at the flow of the market and see where exactly you wanna drive, draw your support and resistance line. That to me would sound like, I don't know what this Confucius guy is saying. It sounds very hocus pocus. Tell me exactly how many candles do I need to draw the line on? Because I'm more, you know, tell me what to do. Don't, don't talk in circles. But it took me ages to get through that process to be like, there is no exact number of candles. It, it's so fascinating to realize that it ends up in this weird language of where a new person is always confused of like, I don't get it. You know, how do I do this exactly? So unfortunately, one of the things that I think all, all of our younger selves will probably praise us for at this stage is thank you for staying put. I think that's the the one main thing that you have to go through in trading. Learn it the strict way by whatever you think is the rigid way to learn it, but you got to stay put to go through the understandings of actually there's more to it. Yeah. You, you have, have to, to allow that time. There's more to it. And when that curiosity opens up for well what more is there to it? And that's when your journey begins. But you got to start somewhere. So start with learning the rigid method. 
you want to draw your lines exactly like this okay doesn't matter how it is you want to draw it exactly like this in fact you want to use a blue color marker to draw it you learn it however you want to learn it you're gonna end up at the same place as every other professional trader which is your curiosity will open up and it will take you down the rabbit hole which will then show you new things so you just got to give in to that then and go down there go down that hole does that sound about right? Yeah. yeah what shade I, of blue was that again? Sorry. <laughs> Just the, the color code of the blue line. What was that again? I yeah, just, yeah. I, I so, so, that. so that that it's a cyan blue, and you want to use twelve <laughs> candles exactly on the hourly charts. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you want to make sure support when you draw that line. Make sure what and when you draw it all the way across, it goes through Aussie USD all the way into USD Japanese yen. You know that line better go all the way through. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I I used to do all kinds of stuff, um, and uh, um, I used to learn when I used to learn uh, trend lines. Uh, trend lines. I used to always get in trouble by my seniors at the time telling me. Stop trying to go through data. Stop trying to go through data. And I'm like, but you told me this is support and resistance angular. But support resistance, I go through data. What about that, huh? <laughs> and man, they used to get so red, like as if I'm going to get a black eye soon. But I just didn't get it. Like it, it, I just had to go through that process of I have no idea what you're talking about. Why so many rules for this thing, but no rules for this thing? And it's just as you go through it, you start to understand, okay, the olden gray-haired masters are not so weird after all. You know, they, they do have something under their belt. And what actually happened to me, which actually took me down the wrong path longer, is then I started to listen to younger folks. Younger folks with less knowledge and a more definitive answer. Unfortunately, the definitive younger folks and their answers took me down the wrong path. And I was in that path five years plus because they didn't know what they were talking about. And I'm learning from a rigid method, which is first you do this, then you do that. Therefore this, uh, I get that. That makes sense to me. Yeah. I went down that path. Mm. Yeah. It's the attractive solution, mm. which isn't really the solution that takes you to your goal. Yeah. So I, I thought it was fascinating. I was like, well, I, I can do this. I mean, I'm, I, I felt, I'm, you look, I'm smarter than most people. I, I, when I was younger, I, let me rephrase that. When I was younger, that's what I thought. When I was younger, I had this, I had this very high confidence level of, I got this, I got this. And here comes this little bullet points of four steps to do to become a millionaire. And I was like, yes, you know, Forget college. <laughs> I can do this. I'm going to go down these four steps. I'm going to do this all day. And and then the curiosity spoke, spiked saying, you know what? There's more to it. And again, it was luckily for that overflared confidence that kept me in, kept me put and saying, you know what? Let all the monkeys do the four steps. I need five steps. I need six steps. And that path just went on and on and on until it actually unfolded and it's not steps. The steps will ever change based on what you need at the time. And that was, uh, I think that was the eye opener around support and resistance for me. It's not a rigid system. Yeah. I guess yeah. for trading as a whole, 
you know, most things are, you know, don't really have a rigid system. But then again, because how from an outsider point of view, how the market looks so random, you know, yeah. that's why, you know, us humans are automatically attracted to why, you know, we need a rigid way to approach and tackle the market. But, Correct. you know, unfortunately, what makes sense in the real world doesn't really make much sense in, in the markets. Oh, yeah. talking that about that, I, I got a perfect example for a rigid system. I can give you a three-step process on how to talk to your spouse. Will it work? I'm not interested. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, if you want to get in trouble, then listen to those three steps. You know, you, you can't do a rigid system and, and you can't be that rigid parent either saying, oh, if I just read this book, I will learn how to raise my child to be an excellent doctor one day or whatever one day. You can't follow that step by step. Every case is very unique to itself that requires unique approach. And, but you need to know what those rigid steps are to know which one to use and how to use it, right? Yeah, I think there's no such thing as a, as a rigid system, not, not in trading and not in anything in life. As long as you have a system that you are rigid with, I think that's kind of what you want to go for. Yeah, yeah. We, we sort of have a rigid, uh, uh, rigid process at Urban Forex, right? They're, they're sort of like a, like a religious way we follow certain things, but each of those things that we follow is so in depth. There's so much to it, right? Yeah, and it doesn't, it doesn't always look exactly the same either, which is, you know, like it's the same, it's the same, but it doesn't, people are looking for a pattern or like a shape or something like that, but it doesn't always give you that exact, it's always a little bit different each time. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I can tell you this. I remember when uh, the first time uh, when we were gathering in Koh Samui in Thailand when we had our Urban Forex event. And uh, I recall Lucas coming up to me and he had this uh, chart drawn on his uh, computer. And he's like, so Naveen, if I, if I get a pullback like this and I buy from here, is that what I'm supposed to do? It, it's, I think my exact response was in my head was like, don't say no, it'll crush his dreams. So, <laughs> so I put my arm around him. I'm like, not really, but let me explain more. And, I, and that conversation went on for like 15 minutes. And then he was like, oh, okay, got it. And then he pulls up another chart and he does it exactly step by step on that one. He's like, so this? I'm like, oh, no, don't say no, Naveen. It's going to crush his dreams. <laughs> so th these were the early moments when uh, uh, Lucas was training and he also had that rigid, like, I got this, I got this. And how do you feel now, Lucas, years and years down the line now? Oh, for a long time, you know, even when you were beside me saying not to be rigid, I, in, in my head, I still thought I have to be rigid because I, I, I think that's just um, how we are wired to be. But um, yeah, it's really important to go through that process knowing knowing that trading in a very rigid style doesn't always work, but knowing how to trade with the flow, you know, that works a lot better. Yeah. Yeah. And then, and that's the fun part. I think, uh, some of the, you know, statements out there that are, I, I think they're correct when they say trading is more of, uh, art and music rather than engineering and science. Yeah. Like if you gotta understand it. If it was engineering and science, like it, 
the whole thing would have been taken over by robots and automated trading systems. Yes. And yes. that's not the case. Oh, and which we're very close to with the, with the AIs and stuff. Uh, they're really scary because um, they're they're very artistic. <laughs> so <laughs> the AIs are very, very good. Very, very good. Okay. So taking this forward. So again, those of you guys who are tuning in and you're not here live, um, we're going to move this into a webinar. The link will be below this podcast. Anything you guys want to add, Lucas, in Armo? No, not, not really. Just to, to not underestimate the power of support and resistance. It is, in, yeah. if used in the right way, uh, it can be very powerful. Absolutely. Uh, to use, Absolutely. So. I, I have a feeling, those of you guys who are watching this on the, on, for the podcast on YouTube per se, I think you guys can let me know in the comments below that if you actually focus on support and resistance or more about rigidness or not rigidness, <laughs> because I, I have a feeling we went rigid or not rigid a lot uh, in, in this uh, podcast rather than support and resistance, but we'll do purely support and resistance in the webinar coming up. So thank you guys so much here on the panel, uh, Lucas, uh, Ian and Armo. It's always a pleasure. Uh, thank you guys for always being here and uh, I'll take it from here and turn this into a webinar. All right. Enjoy everyone. Great. Yeah, enjoy everybody. Cheers, cheers. Cheers.